When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Entrick, and a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter at BD Entrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. I'm here to recap your Monday action on the diamond, get you ready for Tuesday. We have a full slate of action. We only had eight games on Monday. We got everybody playing on Tuesday. So let's get cracking. News and notes from Monday. Ramil Tapia was de- designated for assignments by the Boston Red Sox as they reinstated Christian Arroyo, who had an RBI double on Monday. Welcome back, Christian. With Arroyo back, and then they have Emmanuel Reyes at shortstop, the Red Sox have a bit of a logjam right now. So Enrique Hernandez is going to play center field versus left-handed pitching. That's the announcement for now. We'll see what this, that means. Jaron Duran should play center field versus right-handed pitching. That's how that would all pan out. The fun part will be come June 9th, which is a couple days away, and Adam, and Adam Duvall returns to the Boston Red Sox. So that'll be the real fun one there. But for now, Arroyo at second, Reyes at short, Hernandez in center field versus lefties, Duran in center field versus righties. Get ready for the platoon fun that will be the Boston Red Sox. Some more good news on Trevor's story with the Boston Red Sox. He's progressing quite well through his rehab assignment, and they're going to make a decision moving forward real soon on how to go with his rehab, like when's he going to start maybe playing in, like, games or whatnot it's, it's getting interesting now and they aren't even ruling out the chance that they could have him come back in dh while he still builds up his arm to be able to play shortstop that's the, that was the goal they mentioned last week that when story returns he's playing shortstop that's what they said and i think most of us all along thought okay if he comes back at all this season it'll be dh only that's it and then we got the news that he's, he's way ahead of schedule now the news that he's so far ahead of schedule he might come back in dh real soon and then go out and play the field kind of like the bryce harper situation so keep an eye on trevor story a guy that you know, in the preseason, we thought was gone for good. Now he might be back sooner than later, like off the all-star break or something to DH. And that'd be pretty wild for Trevor's story. Brandon Lau, Brandon Lau, Brandon Lau, Brandon Lau. He goes to the IL with lower back inflammation. This is just a thing with Brandon Lau. It's a shame. Uh, no batting average, tons of power. Always seems to find his way to the IL a few times a season. So Brandon Lau to the IL. Vidal Brujan was recalled. He started on Monday. Brujan's hitting 238 with four home runs and nine stolen bases in AAA. Nothing too crazy there. Uh, the biggest takeaway on this one is Isak Predis was playing, uh, losing playing time versus right-handed pitching. This should keep him in the lineup a little more. Taylor Walls and company uh, taking over some roles too. So keep an eye on that uh, in Tampa Bay. Omar Narvaez was reinstated from the IL for the New York Mets, hopefully backing up Mr. Alvarez, Francisco Alvarez. But uh, with Narvaez coming back off the IL, Tom- Tomas Nito was designated for assignment. See ya. We got some fun news in Atlanta. The Atlanta Braves, not so fun news, but we kind of expected this one. Max Fried was moved to the 60-day IL. Okay, that made sense. And then the fun began. Mike Soroka, after a rough start on Sunday, was sent to AAA, demoted after two starts. 
Everyone was all pumped this time last week when he was facing the Oakland Athletics in his first start in almost three years. Well, another start later, he was back to AAA. So hopefully Soroka can figure it out. He had some good moments in his first two starts, but more like a you need to get more comfortable. It's been a long time moments in the, in the grand scheme of things. So he goes back to AAA, and where the fun really begins. This means that A.J. Smith-Shaver, Shaver, I mean, A.J. Smith-Shaver, the 20-year-old that started the season in single A all the way through AAA, already got promoted. He's scheduled to start on Friday for the Atlanta Braves. A.J. Smith-Shaver in seven games in the minor leagues this season, a 109 ERA, 35.2% strikeout with a 25.8% K to walk. He was really solid in his one appearance over the weekend on Sunday where he threw like two and a third innings. looked really, really strong. Looked like he'd be a good multi-inning guy, kind of like Spencer Strider was when he first got called up. So now we'll see what A.J. Smith-Shaver has in store for the um, the Braves going forward here. The only caveat I'll mention is, like I said, it's great to see this all happening. But, you know, in 2022, he threw 68 and two-thirds innings. That was the most he threw eight and a third and uh, after he got drafted in 2021. Again, fairly young. Uh, so far this season, he's already thrown 33, about 35 pitches. So you'd have to hope he gets up to the 100. I saw some very smart people say 125 pitch uh, innings. And if you can do that, that means you got about um, you got about um, 80-ish, 80, 89, 80 to 90 innings coming your way, which could be very, very valuable down the stretch in fantasy baseball. So keep an eye on this situation. Could be a fun Friday uh, Braves game to pay attention to. We got some Marlins news and notes for you. Trevor Rogers, who's been really good in his first two rehab starts, will make another rehab start this weekend in AAA, and it could be his final rehab start. He's scheduled to throw six innings and get him fully stretched out for you know Trevor Rogers standards. And if all goes well, hopefully comes back next week. He's looked really good in his first two rehab starts, and it's just more depth to the Marlins. And Yuri Perez, got to keep an eye on him. He's going to hit his innings pretty quick this year because innings hasn't been stretched out a lot. He's also been kind of lucky at times in his starts, so. Uh, he'd be the interesting one to go because Braxton Garrett, even though he got hit around on Monday, he's fine. Edward Cabrera, Sandy Alcantara, uh, you got uh, Jesus Lazardo, They're not going anywhere. So Yuri Perez would be the guy to keep an eye on when Trevor Rogers makes his way back. Jazz Chisholm, he's been progressing very nicely through his rehab. They think he's very close to coming back. Um, he's going to have a follow-up appointment with a foot specialist on Wednesday. And if all goes well for Jazz, we could see him uh, get back pretty, pretty soon. So that'd be nice for the Marlins and for fantasy managers all around. Luis Urias of the Milwaukee Brewers was supposed to be activated on Tuesday. Nah, got activated on Monday. He came back on Monday, was hitting the sixth for the Milwaukee Brewers in Great American Small Park, and Mike Brosu was sent to Triple A. Jacob DeGrom, this was kind of a, we don't know the whole story, but the uh, the tweets that came out seemed very cryptic to me. Jacob DeGrom was transferred to the 60-day IL. Okay, he's eligible to come back June 28th. Okay, that's like in three weeks, and I don't think that's even going to happen. Because the thing that was weird on most of these tweets, because they basically took it verbatim from the Rangers, these were beat writers that did this, 60-day IL, eligible return on June 28th, more news to come. The more news to come part never made me feel warm and fuzzy. It was like one thing, like, hey, 60-day IL, June 20th. Okay, cool, we got three weeks. Going to go on a rehab assignment, maybe, whatever. We know he's barely throwing bullpens right now. More news to come makes me really curious how much Jacob DeGrom we're going to see this season. And um, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Hopefully, we get that more news pretty soon. Some bad news for the Cincinnati Reds. First off, Nick Sinzel was scratched prior to Monday's game with right knee irritation. Not good for a guy that's had battled injuries throughout his entire career. 
And then a goofy one, like literally a half hour before game time, Jake Fraley was scratched with allergies. If I'm playing Julio Teheron and I'm scheduled to lead off for the Cincinnati Reds in Great American Small Park, Fraley, I'd be shotgunning Benadryl. I'd be doing whatever it took to be an I'd be snorting Claritin. I don't know what it would take to do it, but I'd be in that lineup against Julio Teheron, and uh, you make that one happen. So, yeah, and the, the, the most frustrating part about that is Fraley was just chilling in the dugout the whole game, talking to teammates, laughing. It was it's bizarre. It almost feels like it wasn't allergies. It's something else, and we don't know the whole story just yet because it's a it's a wild one for Mister Fraley. Last bit of news here: Jonathan India left Monday's game with back tightness, but the Reds say it was precautionary. He's expected to start on Tuesday against Los Angeles Dodgers as they come to Great American Small Park. Trent Grisham he was scratched from Monday's game with lower back spasms. That's you know whatever he's he's a valuable real late real life baseball player not so much fantasy xander bogart's missed another game we expected that we talked about that on yesterday's show we expected him to miss a few games so they're gonna take it easy with xander and then jose altuve missed his third straight game with that oblique injury he has not played he sustained an injury on friday has not played since then uh, he's expected back on monday the fact he didn't play red flags are beginning to get raised in houston so keep an eye on that situation with jose altuve let's talk about some hitting highlights from monday trey turner Oh, my goodness. If you are on Twitter, you realize that everyone is just crying the blues over Trey Turner because it's June and he's been two months and he is horrible. He was not worth the draft pick. Okay. Trey Turner doesn't care what your tweets say because he went four for five with two home runs, three runs scored, and three RBIs on Monday. He's he's, hit, he's now hitting 243 with seven home runs and eight stolen bases. Would you like better? Of course. 32 runs scored, 19 RBIs. You want better than all that. The beautiful thing with Trey Turner, and especially in a Philadelphia lineup, in a very good hitter's ballpark. We saw this with Trey Turner um, with the Dodgers. He can put together like one month that'll make you forget he ever struggled at all in the entire season. Hitting that, like he wasn't even, and they moved him down in the order to get him comfortable. He's crushing it there. But if they put him back at the top of the order, he starts stealing bags. He'll score a ton of runs. I wouldn't be shocked if Trey, if Trey Turner's hitting two, 285 with 20 home runs and 30 stolen bases and the almost 100 run score by the season. Is that what you wanted from your number one pick or top five pick? Probably not. Kate, would you take that? Heck yeah. That's a that's an awesome season with Trey Turner. If you like you look at rest of the season projections with Trey Turner, the bad X has him hitting 13 home 13 more home runs, which you give him 20, 23 more stolen bases, which you give him 31, and hitting 281. I was just spitballing those numbers off the top of my head, by the way. 61 runs scored. So they basically have the same line I just threw out there at, at the wall. So I think we'd all take that one nicely. I want to mention Yiner Diaz of the Houston Astros because this is a guy that when he was called up and he was playing for the Astros, like, okay, give him regular playing time. He can play the outfield. He can DH. He can catch. And it's just really never panned out to full-time playing time. He has 80 plate appearances now on the season, which is awesome. He needs more. And he's proved it time and time again when he takes the diamond. But on Monday, Diaz started a catcher for the Astros, and he's a much better offensive catcher than Maldonado. Diaz went four for five with two doubles and a run scored. He's now hitting 284 on the season, Diaz is, with three home runs, 12 runs scored, and seven RBIs again in those 80 plate appearances. He's only striking out 17.5% of the time, and Diaz has a 203 ISO. He needs to play more. I bring this up because I think they're going to try to potentially play more either in the outfield because Brantley's still going to be gone for a while or at catcher. So Diaz becomes a deeper league option, and if we see regular playing time, he is a 12-team option at catcher. He's very, very good offensively. Hopefully the Astros figure that out and get him out there at least five times a week or so. That would be awesome. 
Nick Castellanos, he's making everyone forget about the 2022 season that was as he keeps scorching hot. At, he's two for four with a double, a run score, an RBI, and a walk on Monday. Casti now has 13 hits in his last five games. On the season, Castellanos is hitting 319 with seven homers, three stolen bases, 38 runs scored, and 35 RBIs. He's looking very, very good, folks. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily's Batter's Batter Box on PitcherList.com. Some starting pitching highlights on your Monday. Aaron Nola, where has this been, my friend? Mwah. Seven innings pitched, no earned runs, one hit, three walks, 12 Ks. Yes, it was the Tigers. I get it. But it's nice to know it's still there with Aaron Nola. He took a no-hitter into the seventh. He had 21 whiffs and a 36% CSW, 108 pitches. My goodness, it was good to see that one take place. Andrew Abbott made his professional debut. Six shutout innings with one hit, four walks, six Ks uh, against the Milwaukee Brewers. Ten whiffs and 105 pitches. It wasn't like a 24% CSW. It wasn't overly dominant, but it was very good. Very, very good in Great American Small Park. And uh, lots to like there. Hopefully, we'll see what he, he does in his second start of the week before Fab and then see how much he's going to really cost everybody. And then Shane O'Mac, Shane McClanahan, six innings, one earned five hits, two walks, five Ks against the Boston Red Sox. He had 13 whiffs and a 33% CSW on 92 pitches. That gave Shane O'McClanahan the league-leading ninth win of the season. Dude's good, and I was wrong. I'm sorry, Shane O'Mac. Make sure you tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. A couple closing notes for you from Monday. David Bednar, uh, he's been used a lot lately. He had three or four saves last week and was super busy. Uh, so he got the day off on, on Monday, and Colin Holderman picked up his first save of the season. He allowed three hits, got a strikeout, and then a double play ball to get out of the jam, but Holderman picked up the save. And I kind of joked about it on yesterday's show that Dylan Floro picked up the save. That might be his last one. <laughs> He picked up his seventh save of the season on Monday as A.J. Puck is still not back. A.J. Puck was supposed to be back Monday. Now he's supposed to be back Tuesday. We'll keep an eye on this one. Until then, Floro's the guy. That's the point here. Picked up his seventh save on Monday. Make sure you check out the Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com to get caught up on all things relief pitching. All right, before we take a look at Tuesday's action on the diamond, let's take a quick break. Get here from our sponsors. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. Let's hear from our good buddy Mark Paquette as he previews Tuesday's weather. Thanks, Brian. This one game to watch for today, and that's going to be uh, the Giants at the Rockies. There's going to be some showers and th- thunderstorms along the front range of the Rockies. Generally, they do a great job of getting games in in Coors Field, but 
One of these times we might not be so lucky. Could it be today? Probably not, but something to keep an eye on. Back to you. Thanks, as always, Mark. We truly appreciate the help with the weather around baseball. DFS for you got a 12-game slate starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. Some of the bats I'm looking at, there's a lot of ways to go on this slate. There's just a few of them. Yeah, Coors Field, Sean Mania, Denelson Lamette. No, this is not like 2016. This is now. It's time to take advantage of this one. So Coors Field's live and in play. I like all of that. But if you want to get off of Coors, Diamondbacks versus Jake Irvin. Jake Irvin's just pitched to wake too much contact. D-backs should have fun with that. Atlanta Braves versus Cookie Carrasco. Carrasco's been decent his last few starts. I still don't believe it. Like, look for Atlanta to take that one to town. But there's a lot of ways to go in the hitting department on Monday. Some of the pitching I am looking forward to, Mitch Keller versus Oakland. That should be a fun one. You always get right spot. Even Johan Oviedo looked good against Oakland on Monday. Uh, you got Clark Schmidt going up against the White Sox. Clark Schmidt's looked pretty, pretty good of late. I'm pretty impressed with what I saw dug in on him a bit in the latest bench with Boba. So I'm pretty, pretty pumped on seeing what we got there with Clark Schmidt. And then Tommy Henry, first of two steps against the Washington Nationals. Henry, his last two starts have been really, really good. I uh, like what we're seeing there after the kind of rough get, get-go there. Maybe might be the guy we were thinking, or the D-backs were thinking he could be when they called him up before Britain fought and everyone threw a, a fit. So uh, Henry against Washington is another one for you there. Some things I'm looking forward to on Tuesday. I want to see Mitch Keller get back on track. Is like Similar to Nola versus the Tigers, this is a game where Mitch Keller needs to dominate. He's had a couple of rocky starts on the road between the, the Mariners and the Giants. It's time to come home, face the Oakland A's, and dominate again. That's what good pitchers do, and we think Mitch Keller is a good pitcher now. Prove it. And then a couple of good matchups here. You got G. Lito versus Clark Schmidt. I like to see that one because G. Lito, I'm still a believer in. It's just been very frustrating with him, and there's no Aaron Judge. So this offense is pathetic in New York, so we'll see how G. Lito can do. And then Clark Schmidt, like I said, he's pitched really, really well of late. I like the adjustments in the pitch mix he's making. We'll see where that goes. Hunter Brown versus Kevin Gosman. Get your popcorn ready. Really excited about that one. Brown's been outstanding. Gosman's been a near side young pitcher this year. That should be a blast. And then Mr. Matthew Libator taking on the Rangers. Everyone's got such high expectations for Libator. It hasn't really shown just yet. And now he takes on the best offense in all of baseball. So let's see how this one goes, folks. I saw a tweet um, on Monday from MLB Dream Picks that the Rangers are averaging over seven runs per game at home this season. That's the best in all of baseball. They're also averaging near six runs per game on the road, which is the best in baseball. But they're averaging over seven runs per game at home. That is ridiculous. That is insane. They're so good. So, so good. But that'll wrap it up, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Make sure you all go to pitcherlist.com. Check out PL Plus and PL Pro and become a member. You will not regret it. You can, uh, you'll can you get a part of, be a part of the Discord, the Pitcher Bot, the PLV Bot, all kinds of cool stuff to help you become a better fantasy baseball player. Go to pitcherlist.com, PL Plus, PL Pro. But that'll do it. We will be back with you guys tomorrow to talk uh, Wednesday, looking back on Tuesday, all that fun stuff. But for now, this was your First Pitch Podcast, Tuesday, June 6th edition. Hope you all have a great day. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.